Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6NERDS5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. Shot and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can but talk film. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will give it all the guts. Lights, camera, action. Welcome. The Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the best movie podcast in the world. I am Ryan. I am joined by Brad. Hey. Every week, we see a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw the beekeeper. I need to know if you have any honey. Um, stay tuned, where we'll recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the movie. Uh, we also talk about movie news. And stuff we've watched throughout the week, and other ramblings of nerd culture. Um, you know, Brad, I, I got to get this out of the way right now. Um, our friend Jerry sent us a film explosion list, and did you add it to our film explosion episode? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember you introducing it. I did I you listen to the end? Yeah, it's, it's the very end of the episode. Okay. So we, oh. I was double checking. I'm doing some house cleaning. Um, yeah, it's weird. You missed it. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not after the episode. It's it's like, yeah, shortly before it ends. Yeah. Yeah. I, did I, I started listening to it <laughs> again. And then after I, you know, got into a spat with uh, Corinne about how she, uh, you know, labels films. Um, then it just all my like things came back. I should put puss in boots at number two or whatever she put it at. And a blatant disregard for the rules of film explosion. Um, as someone who's disregarded those rules myself, I really can't. I can't say anything. <laughs> I got it. I would be a hypocrite. Um, I know. Uh, you know what, Brad? You're the reason that happens. You're the reason. Well, you know what? I'm proud of it because you, you, know, you know what you should have because you're a lying piece of shit. Well, when you put doubt on there. <laughs> To me, that movie came out in the year that I saw it. So <laughs> you and your rules, okay. lawman. <laughs> Here's the thing. Is she purposely put it on there, even though that was definitely a 2022 film? Uh, but you know what? I saw Puss in Boots this year, too. So if it had ranked high enough, it like if we did 11 through 20, it would be on my list. Sorry. <laughs> no. Why? It, it, that shouldn't even count. Because the holiday <laughs> season, there's lots of films that come out. It's a 2022 movie. These fucking rule benders like you and Corinne make my life a living hell. American Fiction came out last year. So like now I, I saw it on the fourth. I can't use it for this year's film explosion. No, you can't. And wow. if it shows up on the film explosion, I'm going to call you a fucking cheater. Wow. That is that is not fair for American Fiction. <laughs> a perfectly yeah, well, fine you know movie. How I roll. That... I'm freaking hardcore, dude. 
freaking hardcore. What's wrong with you, man? Like you used to be so chill. No, why, why, no, why, why are you getting so tough? Because it's movies, <laughs> man. It's, you know, I saw the beekeeper. I realized <laughs> I want to be part of this and I just can't take any shit from anybody. <laughs> the system's out of whack and you're here to correct it. Exactly. Hey, Brad, we saw the beekeeper this week. <laughs> Do you recommend the beekeeper? Uh, <laughs> uh, the action is cool. The rest of the story. It's funny. Like I read all these reviews online about how many bee puns there were. If there were, I didn't notice them. <laughs> like, uh, I, w- I think I was so bored with the story, uh, that, uh, I didn't notice, but there are some pretty cool action moments, but overall it's, there's a reason it's here in January. Yeah. Um, as I watched it, I go, you know, because I like Jason Statham a lot, and I go, and I think I said, this feels like this is going to be a franchise, one that I'm not that interested in, but the action is really cool because David Ayer, I always like, um, whenever he has gun shooting, it's, you know, hot pink and, like, blues and stuff, yeah. so his films always have a really cool look to them. Um but getting to each action moment, um, yeah. It's, it's like I wanted this movie to be dumb B puns, which yeah. is not prominent. And then, like, it also felt like to me, it also felt like David Ayer signed on and then got bored with it. Like, he just focused on the action parts. And then, like, the ending just feels like, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> like, I know. Let's get to the credits. Here, just put, put the credits up. <laughs> Here's the trailer for the, for the beekeeper. You're a blessing, Mr. Clay. This place was crabgrass and weeds, and you brought it back to life. Mrs. Parker and I were friends. She was like family. She was the only person who ever took care of me. I just got a message saying that there's a problem with my computer. Yes, ma'am, we got this. Yesterday, she shot herself. This is private property. Do you know what they do here? Scamming the weakest in our society. Buddy, I'm count to three. One, two, three. There, I did it for you. No, you can't take it. No, you can't. I'm gonna burn this place to the ground. You can't away from me. Will you stomp his ass out? You're telling me one man did this. The only thing you know is he's a beekeeper. A beekeeper, a beekeeper? Well, that's not good. Beekeepers is a special program outside the chain of command. I protect the hive. When the system is out of balance, I correct it. We have laws for these things. Until they fail, then you have me. My fingers, they cut them off. Oh, what the fuck, bro? Don't move. This is much bigger than a little fishing scam. The money's going all over the world. To people in finance, even government. You are a problem. Goddamn right, I'm a problem. No way he's coming here straight through the back entrance. 
I figured I'd give the firefighters a break. Somebody detain this guy. Ah! We have to kill him before he kills his way to the top. Honey? It's flammable as fuck. Who knew? Your mum, she's the only person who was ever good to me. Um, the beekeeper is Jason Statham as a guy named Adam who is helping out Felicia Rashad. I don't think I've seen Felicia Rashad in I don't know how long. Um, it's funny you said that because like, I swear I've seen her like four or five times in the past month on things. I'm like, oh, really? There's a theme going on here. Yeah. And she was in Creed 3, which I just noticed. Uh, I think last week you said you've been on every episode last year and you missed Creed 3, dude. Uh, did I call in though? <laughs> mm, I don't know. But it was definitely me, Zach, and Corinne for sure. Oh, yeah. Then I definitely would not be on that episode. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. She's, Anyways, she's been anyway. doing a lot of stuff lately. I'll, I'll look up what the other things were that I saw while you talk about it. Um, so uh, she owns this really nice house out in the middle of nowhere. And Jason Statham's there. And he just wants to be left alone and half a beast. And so he's about to leave. And before he leaves, she is a victim of a um, a scam that I'm that I've actually seen a lot in my line of work, which is sad um, because they do fall for this. But I love that, like the bad guys that siphon money from people are kind of like um, how I would picture Russian uh, nightclubs being, <laughs> and it's, it's it's but mixed with the Wolf of Wall Street, where the guys up there talking about, um, you know, how cool it is to steal money from people, and it's like this game show. I don't know. Um, anyways, they take all her life savings, and they also take two million dollars from a charity that she runs, and she ends up committing suicide because she lost all the money. And, um, but what people didn't count on Brad is Jason Statham isn't just a beekeeper. He is some trained guy who does missions that they never explain and why he does them. And he fucks people up and you, you fucked with the wrong old lady because he took it all the way to the top of this corruption, which by the way, uh, spoilers, goes all the way to the president of the United States. What? Yeah. Well, not her directly, but her ex-son, who is a fucking douchebag. And, um, but he does drugs and drinks and bangs prostitutes. So he needs to be babysat by, by Jeremy Irons. Gee, um, I wonder where they came up with that idea. I know. <laughs> A woman president, and she has a <laughs> shitty son who drinks banks prostitutes. <laughs> what ideas are they combining for this movie? So, yeah, so Jason Statham's like, fuck all these guys. And he goes and just kills them. And, um, yeah, that's the premise for the beekeeper. Um, <laughs> did they, did you ever, I don't know if I just missed it, 
and here's the thing is I did have fun in this movie because the, you, the action is really cool. Uh, the scene towards the end where he's fighting that dude who had the amputated leg is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but did they really explain who these beekeeper guys up people are? Are they just assassins? I don't understand. They're just, uh, I think Jeremy Irons said at one point, like, yeah, we have this program that I was once a part of, and it's to, uh, you know, the American Constitution is great was, and all. I but Jeremy has... Irons was just part of the CIA. Was he part of the beekeepers, too? He was. Uh, oh, he's okay. in the CIA now because he was like, this program's getting out of hand. And uh, he wanted to follow Lady President because he was, like, kind of crushing on her, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Then her punk fucking kid who yeah. he skateboards and gets oat milk lattes at work. I mean, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. it's kind of like a, a a dumbed down Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, yeah, I get. Mm. Yeah, I guess yeah, they would be the IMF. Uh, yeah, you know. Because I, I, I was talking to Laura, and she says, she told me, she said, you do a, a good Jason Statham impression. I said, yeah, because he never really has monologues. He just says two or three, like, words, and then he kicks people's asses. So it's, um, you know, not that hard to do. Um, yeah, the first cool part was in that, uh, where uh, the barn on the property where uh, President's son, uh, you know, Gives the okay, like move in on them, and they go into the barn, and like it's, it's almost like um, Statham is uh, Jason Voorhees. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, totally. You're right. That's hooks that guy. Like, yeah, it's like very flashery. Yeah, like puts that guy's hand through the uh, <laughs> table saw, and uh, I forget what else. Uh, yeah, like yeah, hangs that guy the, on the rope. Yeah, jams the pipe through that dude's throat. Yeah. And why did he burn down the barn <laughs> to, to hide the evidence? Because like. I guess he thought he was going to get away with it, which I guess he did. <laughs> and uh, the so the FBI lady whose mom was the one who killed herself. Um, I guess when you're in the FBI, you can wear torn jeans and like, like a Harvard shirt. I'm like, wait, this doesn't. I guess you can wear whatever you want as an FBI agent, as long as you have the coat over the top. Can the FBI guys with the uh, army wear wear black backwards flags on their uniform? Like. <laughs> Is that allowed because <laughs> that it was really funny when he shows up like all the the fbi like military unit is like planning uh how to block him from entering the premises but he's just standing right in the middle of them like as they're talking yeah. uh and yeah that one dude has like that black backwards flag on his helmet i was like does that allow? like <laughs> pretty sure it needs to be the red white and blue on that one but oh, okay um, yeah if I, uh, my biggest complaint about the movie is definitely the costume designer um but yeah i guess uh yeah and then yeah the the, i guess the decorum of those two agents (laughs) like seem to have a lot of leniency with uh professionalism there yep (laughs) but i don't know you're right it's like a january action movie and uh the thing is is it used to be liam neeson but he's getting so old at least jason statham still like you know is pretty badass and can do a lot of the stunts and a lot of the martial arts in it. Yeah. So did you um, see it at Alamo? No, uh, the, the mills. Damn. Uh, cause I, I got to, I keep on forgetting to look for it. I saw it a couple days ago, but 
Yeah, shut up, Siri. Um, there's the there's a trailer for a, a movie before it. It's called Jim Kata, and it combines oh. gymnastics with karate. Have you seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I've definitely heard of it. It's just hard to get a hold of. But yeah, Damn it. I was hoping it'd be like on Prime or something because they had uh, what's the trailer guy again? Uh, dang it, Lust. from like the eighties. Yeah, it's like Lust something. Yeah, but it, it literally said from combining the world of precision of gymnastics, Don LaFontaine. Yes, and the and the hard hitting of karate. I was like, yes, <laughs> I, I need to see this fucking movie. Yeah, no, it's once I get it. Yeah, it's it's on my list. Uh, that's like that's when the like shot factory needs to put out or something. Totally, or vinegar syndrome. Or like, vinegar that syndrome, right yeah. up their fucking alley with you know <laughs> Miami Connection and New York Ninja. Come on now. Yeah, how this get made did an episode on it, but yeah, it's just it's hard to get a hold of. Like Adam definitely saw it. Fuck. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Back to the movie. I also thought like. Joss Hutcherson just getting shot in the head was like ugh. everyone else got like slaughtered and he just gets like a bullet to the head like and he's I like know. the puppet master of everything like come on and why did he want to kill his mom because she's gonna tell him on him like yeah. I don't know if that's the reason I'd kill my mom it, it was surprising like his mom was ready to like leave the presidency to like protect him and then yeah just he's yeah. all gonna kill it yeah he's just like that <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I I'm just curious like who wrote this because it just really feels like they had like it out for a certain president's son. Like this is making yeah, it as right? shitty as possible. Like, let's combine Hunter Biden with <laughs> some other shitty fucking person. It's like this huge all right fantasy movie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yep. That's it. It's fun. If you yeah, have nothing else, to there, do, I there's think no arc for Statham. Like he's he's just a brute force guy who like yep. runs through the movie and kills everybody and has no personal personal like growth. <laughs> just... Nope, just killing people. It's it was so uh, it was just so funny when like he escapes and he puts on the scuba suit and the movie just like, goes to credits and you're just like I know. All right, <laughs> he did the job. <laughs> I was disappointed. Wouldn't him to kick more ass or something? I don't know. Yeah, or get like recruited to something else, or set up something else. Yeah, it's just like even Jeremy Irons dips out. Like I know he got his like finger broken. He's like, ooh, <laughs> owie, like, owie, very... owie, owie, and then disappears from. That's the movie. not very scarish of you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah. Putting the credits just felt like <laughs> the own filmmakers were just like, cool, we're done, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, here's the big movie news this week. It's real news. Well, the big news is going to be tomorrow when they unveil the Oscar nominations. Um, but today, uh, some sad news. Norman Jewison passed away. Um, if you're unfamiliar with who that is, he is a very prolific director uh, from such films as Jesus Christ Superstar and um, one of my favorites, In the Heat of the Night, um, and Moonstruck, and The Hurricane. Um, 
just uh, very prolific as a filmmaker. Tough times to be in Norman, huh? <laughs> no shit. First, and uh, also the the Robert Downey Jr. Uh, classic, Only You. <laughs> first Norman Lear a couple months ago, and now Norman Jewison. Like, careful, Norman Reedus. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Boogly. Watch out. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, he also directed the uh, Dick Van Dyke film, The Art of Love. Uh, I have not seen that. Oh, you haven't? No, that's pretty cute. All right. Yeah, he's been. <laughs> yeah, no, he's. You uh, really sold it. <laughs> uh, in it, uh, my my boy uh, Dick Van Dyke uh, fakes his own death. He's an artist, and when he fakes his death, his uh, art becomes more valuable. Mm, um, okay. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um. Yeah. And uh, the other uh, big news today is they are deep into pre-production on a new Jurassic World film that, uh, according to sources from The Hollywood Reporter, that it might be on track to make a 2025 release date. So um, it's not going to have any of the Chris Pratt's or Bryce Dallas Howard characters or any of the old ones. It's going to be another new era i guess for lack of a better word well hopefully they have something new to say because they kind of ran out after the after jurassic world (laughs) yeah we'll see what they see what they got hey i'll always see dinosaurs kill people it's kind of it's kind of (laughs) fun it's our assignment i gotta be there yep you got a choice speaking of our assignment we've watched films throughout the week in a segment i call what we've been watching so, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. You like my dramatic pause there? That was, that was some Don LaFontaine pause right there. Nice. In a world where you see a movie every week. Um, so, again, this week, Brad, I really didn't um, see anything new. I've been playing uh, The Last of Us Part Two Remastered. But um, I did spend some time with Kellen... Um, showing him a couple Disney movies that he hadn't seen. Um, he hasn't see he didn't see the Jungle Book, which I swore I've shown to him. So it makes me as a failure as a father. Well, he's got a um, child's brain, so like I can't remember stuff from when I was his age. So yeah, but he he loved it. Of course, uh, started singing the Bare Necessities. Um, it's a cute film, well animated, um, moves really quick. I think it's like seventy minutes long. Um, is a favorite of mine growing up, and it's kind of cool to enjoy it with him. Uh, we also watched Hercules, which is kind of a forgotten film, you know? And I, I always thought the animation in it was so unique and cool. Um, it, it, it came out when I think Disney was stuck in the, we're going to make this self-referential like Aladdin and still make it a musical, and we're trying to get to a more new style of animation. Um, but the movie's really fun. Um, I'm not entirely sure I've seen it, actually. Really? Not. Um, I mean, it's a bummer that James Woods is who he is now, but he's really great as Hades in it. Um, Danny DeVito plays uh, Hercules' trainer, Phil. And so he's a really fun character in it. 
And I mean, maybe the some of my favorite parts is they take um, kind of like the chorus from plays, and it's these these women, and they they sing um, kind of the the plot of the film like they would in Shakespeare plays, but the the art style is Greek that is on the side of pottery and stuff. So it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it, it's a really great looking movie. And so that was really fun. And <laughs> sometimes I don't know if I'm the coolest dad or the worst dad. Um, but Kellen has been saying he wanted to watch uh, a zombie movie. So I struggle with, you know, the intense violence that zombie movies bring and wanting him to be entertained. So we watched uh zombie land and um, he had a lot of fun with it because the zombies in it. Yeah. They're, they're scary. And there is a lot of gore. Um, they're not terrifying. Really the, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the only part that I was worried about is when it's the, when he's in the apartment with the girl across the way, um, because that part is a little scary when she's like trying to bite him through the shower curtain, and um, definitely the scariest, definitely the scariest scene for Johnny Depp. <laughs> That's probably what he lived every day. Um, <laughs> uh, but that movie is really fun, and it is uh, really clever writing, and you you kind of forget because. I've seen it so many times, but um, when Kellen watched it and when he found out, you know, Woody Harrelson wasn't talking about a dog. He was talking about his son. Kellen says, oh, that's a really sad, dad. I said, I know you got it. That's why, you know, zombie apocalypses are terrifying. But then he had really fun when they went to Pacific Playland and he says, ah, <laughs> he was laughing when he was killing the zombies on the roller coaster and. I said, okay, he gets it. He understands the assignment. He understands the movie. So, um, so it was fun. And, I, and that's all I watched this week. I just uh, decided to show my kids stuff I liked. Brad, what'd you watch? Um, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out, like, I saw Zombieland also recently, but I guess it wasn't that recent because it's not on my diary, like, <laughs> after, like, November. Anyway, um... Yeah, so uh, let's see. I saw Soul. Uh, Pixar's doing like a, a release of their uh, their their movies that they put out during the pandemic that missed the theatrical window and went straight to streaming. They're putting them out theatrically. So uh, first up, they're doing one a month. So it's turning red in February, and then um, oh god, Luca in March. And uh, first up was Soul, so I got to check that out, and that was Soul's cool. A, Soul's a great movie. Yeah. Although, like, I don't know, like, it didn't hit me as hard as it did last time when it first came out. So it, it felt like well, a, a little different. Yeah, I mean, you'll lose some of the impact. Yeah. I, um, like, Kellen loves Luca. Um, in fact, <laughs> this is how I know, you know, I rub off on my kid. Um, he loved Luca so much that when we were at Best Buy two months ago, they had the 4K there. And he said, Daddy, will you buy this just in case Disney takes it off Disney Plus? I'm like, he's what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> I, I bitch about it all the time. And um, I know like, Laura oh. tells me. That's kidding. <laughs> I go, my kid's learning <laughs> why we have to keep things. 
Anyways, you can go on. <laughs> You're passing on the right uh, lessons to the next generation, Ryan. Congratulations. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, the next thing I saw is super weird. Um, have you ever heard of a movie called The Dark Backward? No. Definitely should be a Vinegar Syndrome uh, or a Shout Factory movie. Uh, so, in 1991, uh, there's this movie called The Dark Backward about a comic who grows a third arm out of his back. And it's starring Judd Nelson as the comic, Bill Paxton as his friend who is zany, insane, and plays the accordion all the time. Uh, James Caan is in it as a doctor. Yeah. Um, Wayne Newton is their agent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I never heard of this movie until I came out to the Alamo here. Um, And it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like for the budget they had and like what it's trying to do, it's actually sort of impressive. Um, but it's, it's tough to sit through, um, trying to look for a runtime on this. Cause it felt like two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, it's, it's this, uh, really demure comic, uh, who has terrible jokes. Um, you know, doesn't make a splash, doesn't have like a huge personality, um, and then it's, they're both tra- like outside of that, he and his buddy, they're both like uh, trash collectors. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like this gross trauma world that they live in. Um, and uh, yeah, once the uh, the arm grows out of the guy's back, like that's the that's the cell. Like they start marketing his act around that and uh, the rise and fall of like eventually it goes away and now no one cares. Um and what's, okay. what's he left with? Um, but yeah, like the best, like I was tr- like when I watched, it, I was like, man, this is like a like Richard Taylor and Zach Bynes. Like if they had the budget, they would have made this movie. Like theirs would have been more fun because I think like mm-hmm. this is a, like this movie is just dark and gross um, for not really any good reason. Um, and like if they had this premise, like they would make it fun um, yeah. and silly. Um, so yeah, it's just like a lot of the movies just like dour and gross and mm-hmm. um yeah. But it was just like I can't like with the star power it has. Yeah, um, shit. And it had this introduction by like uh it's I guess they're doing weird Wednesday, Wednesdays at the Alamo, so like it had an introduction by this guy who really knows about the movie and they're talking about how um um Adam Rifkin is the director and uh-huh. uh he was, he just happened to be going to like comedy clubs at the time and like knew some people and they're like, Oh yeah, we can get the money and just make this movie. And, um, it's like a movie where there wasn't like studio notes. So they just got to make whatever they want. And sometimes studio notes can be good because, uh, this could, I think could have benefited from being a little more, uh, what's her name? Um, I'll just click on it. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle is in it and, Oh yeah. Rob Lowe's in it. Billy Bob Thornton's in it. um, uh yeah it's just like all like they just convinced these people who didn't want to do it to do it and they just kind of like it's just like some pet project dream that happened and yeah i was i wish you'd seen it because i have more to talk about but anyway i'm talking about too much about it i'll move on um also in the, uh oh yeah ed wood uh got I released at the movies. esquire yeah um yeah i've seen it once before like when i was working at the video store and then, like, I think it's the first time I've seen it since then. And, like, you know, 
I think it might be like quality wise Tim Burton's best movie. I don't disagree. I mean, I, my favorite Tim Burton movie is Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but yeah, but I'd argue you know. that's not really like his thing. Agreed. Like, I, I guess Ed Wood really isn't his thing either. It's like someone else's life, but um, like like for a Tim Burton movie, I'd go with like Edward Scissorhands or Beetlejuice. Like that's like one hundred percent their thing. Uh, but yeah, it would like. I, I forgot to check on it. Did Martin Landau win an Oscar for his performance as Bella Lugosi? Because that dude steals the show in this movie. Uh, I believe so. But you know what's great is I can look while you talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, if you haven't seen it, um, it's uh, it feels like it's like a Tim Burton movie that just has kind of been swept under the rug. Uh, doesn't quite enter the consciousness as a lot of his other stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, his biopic of the life of Ed Wood, who made Plan 9 from Outer Space. And um, it's really cool. It's like in black and white and it just Johnny Depp is Ed Wood. And the, uh, a lot of the performances he did, he did for Best supporting actor. Yeah, he should. Like, he's just like he's the soul of that movie because, uh, yeah, it's about like Ed Wood trying to break into Hollywood, and make movies. And, you know, the movies are terrible. But like he's also kind of an enabler for Bella Lugosi. Um, who has a drug habit and uh, Edward kind of through his pursuit of making these movies helps Bella go see for a lot, large chunk of it, get stay hooked on drugs until finally um, he uh, finds a way to turn Bella's life around. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a great movie. Yep. Agreed. Um, and uh, let's see, I clicked away from it. Uh, yeah, and the last two things I saw are in theaters now. I saw ISS, which is the space station movie, which I think has a great premise of like, you know, you got six people, they're stuck in outer space and nowhere to go, and their governments tell them to turn on each other. Um, the movie itself probably could have been an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> um, really? Yeah, it's, it's very small, you know. Um, it's, you know, the, it comes down to, is anyone going to follow orders? And uh, one of them does. And uh, uh, special effects wise, I think it's pretty good, except for um, the uh, diaper harnesses that make people float. Uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that they're still wearing them and they've just painted out the, the, the harness lines. <laughs> like everyone's uh, <laughs> midsections are very like all the straps are pulled up and everyone's a little chunkier than they should be. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's a good thriller of like who's going to turn first on each other and how do they get out of this mess. Um, never really goes into like why uh, the war on Earth happens or how it's resolved, but just a, kind of a, a cat and mouse of like who's going to bite first and who uh, who dies and who lives from that scenario. But I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Interesting. And then... Uh, yeah, I've seen so many movies in theaters that it's either last night it was either Mean Girls or Anyone But You. <laughs> and uh, I, Mean Girls, the last showing was too early, so I had to go with Anyone But You. And within five minutes, I was going there like, yep, I this is why I don't like romantic comedies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was rolling my eyes. Uh, I mean... Everyone in the film is fun and charming, but just like a lot of the setups are contrived and a lot of what happens is like, yep, cliche dialogue. Um, and it turns out how you know, 
turns out how you know it's going to turn out. Um, so I think the only surprising part is they, uh, you know, you expect the movie to start with like, uh, okay, we're going to find out why these people hate each other over the course of the movie. And mm-hmm. then, uh, no, the, the first scene of the movie is what happens to set them apart. And then it goes, you know, into the future when they have to go to the wedding and then, uh, deal with each other. So, yeah. Uh, but it's two hot young st- uh, stars right now. Yep. And I only know the dude from Top Gun. I don't know who the lady is, but I heard she's really uh, popular right now. Yeah, the dude, uh, he's actually also in The Dark Knight Rises. He's one of like the Wall Street guys who Bane is he really? uh, takes out. Yeah, he's like the getting his shoes shined or something. Oh. Yeah, like, what, 11 years ago. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah. It, probably, uh, probably a good streaming movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Um... Next week, I have no idea what we're going to watch. There's literally no new movies coming out. So. Come on, you have one job. I know. Piece of crap. You pick the movies, man. Um, yeah, so I'll have to think about it. I might... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Any I, ideas? <laughs> I feel like... I mean, I'm not looking forward to it, but like, I think Argyle's the next thing on the radar. Yeah, but it, I don't think that comes out next week. I think it's the following week. I think it's the following week, yeah. And it's too early to do Film Explosion 84, so... Yeah, I can't. I'm not even prepared for that shit. Um, I may have previewed a movie <laughs> uh, for next week that I've just talked about. Who knows? Oh, wait. Do we need to play Corinne? Didn't she see Mean Girls? Uh, she did, but she didn't send me anything. Uh, she she did. She sent us an email. Uh, what? I don't have it. it. You don't? I have open the sure. real news email. Yep, Showtime recording, Mean Girls. January 10th. <laughs> of course I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could save it for next week and we can make Mean Girls our movie of the week. I don't know what else to watch. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so we could do that. All right, cool. Sounds good. All right, yep. <laughs> well, until next week, see you in the movies. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.